Welcome to Slow and Steady, the podcast where you get to follow along as we try to figure out how to build and run a SaaS. I'm Brian. And I'm Benedict. Each week, we'll give you an honest peek into our lives as we work on our products and keep the lights on with consulting. Today is October 24th, and I got a cold as a souvenir from Microconf Europe. This is episode number 14, and I am feeling rested. Sorry about your uh, cold. Sorry about your cold, man. Oh, well, I had a feeling that I, I had it in me even before the conference, and I'm lucky yeah. I got through the conference without it breaking out. But yeah. the flight back was a little bit uh, unpleasant, yeah. especially the descent. <laughs> man, I'm, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I should, I should expand on mine and say I am, feeling, I am feeling rested after five days off with my wife in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, nice. So nice. sorry that, uh, that you... <laughs> You went away and got a cold. Um, I went away and got a ton of sleep and and uh, fun. Good um, for you. I didn't get a lot of sleep. Well, I well, I guess you were. I mean, you're at a conference where you should be networking and doing the hallway track and hanging out with folks at the hotel bar. Um, true. True. Yeah. Ha- dude, to up- update update me on microconf. How was it? It was great as usual. I'm I'm not sure if it was the best microconf ever that I attended because like last year's was pretty great as well, mm-hmm. but it was definitely up there. So there's not much not much difference, I think. Yeah. Um as always, attendees were great, had a lot of great conversations. Uh I met a couple of our listeners, so oh. there. <laughs> who who did who did you who'd you meet? Let's say hi to them. Um, I don't remember all of the names, to be honest, um, but it were a few. So, um, yeah, it was great. Cool. Um, enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, that's awesome. Any any uh, talks in particular that, that stood out to you? or? Um, I don't think I can single out a single one, but what was interesting was that SEO was a big topic this year. Like, I feel like there were really? at least four talks that covered it in some way yeah, um, or at least some SEO tactics. And I'm not entirely sure why that is. Is that, a, is that a new thing that people are rediscovering or I think someone mentioned they specifically pointed out the lack of SEO in previous in the previous year. Okay. Um, so maybe put my SEO in and maybe when it would, a bit too far, but I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a, a hot thing again. So, <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, what was interesting, even though it was microconf Europe, there were the the, the biggest segment of people were from the US. So I feel uh, like oh, really? one fourth was flew over from the US, mm-hmm. and then followed by I think UK, Germany, and okay. Netherlands, and then a couple more like. Um, uh, but like in smaller percentages, but it, like, why? It's my well, hero. Why is every, yeah. everyone flying I, over? <laughs> well, I think because I'm, I'm sure many of those Americans wanted to go to Croatia. Yeah, probably. <laughs> the, the photographs look <laughs> absolutely amazing. It's like, okay, I got to find a way to get myself to microconf Europe next year. Um, that might be true. Yeah. It, it just looks spectacular. Surprisingly, as well, there were like sixty percent new attendees and only like forty percent returning. Hmm. Um, so I, I 
I was expecting that it would be the other way around or something yeah. like that because I th think at least in the past it was similar, yeah. like more returning than new ones. Mm -hmm. And I also expected the photos from last year to have a bigger effect on on people who were previous attendees, like in, when it was in Barcelona or something, uh, that that it would motivate them to come back. But apparently that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm. I'm. What were the? I'm curious about the SEO thing. Um, because I've been seeing this as well and I, I just need to go back and like find was talking about how often SEO gets under is undervalued early on in a startup's life. Um and I'm just I'm just kind of curious what were were there are there any specific takeaways or a particular talk on SEO that dug into here are like just the table stakes things that you need to do early on. Um. Yeah, it, just to set yourself up for for future success. Um, like one of I I wrote down a couple of notes uh, specifically related to user list and like my notes on SEO actually didn't come from uh, the talks themselves, but from a conversation mm. with uh, Johnny Platt uh, before the conference. Yeah, and surprisingly or unsurprisingly, some of the some of the same ideas came up in the talks as well. Yeah. Um, so for user list, for example, we're looking, and those, those are all Johnny's suggestions, like having dedicated feature pages, like as landing pages, when people search for a specific feature or a specific style of solving a problem, mm -hmm. like user segmentation, then have a dedicated landing page or a feature page that talks just about that. Or once we have in-app messages, have a dedicated landing page for that. Yes, stuff like yeah. That. And then also um, alternative to pages. So basically for every company that we consider a competitor to be a competitor, have dedicated pages for them. So when people search for alternative to, I don't know, Intercom or yep. Drip or whatever, yeah. that, that they would land on our website. Um, and then maybe even like, I was a bit worried previously that, of course, we can't compete on all the features. But um, maybe just say that pretty bluntly, um, like we're way simpler and we don't do the, the stuff that others do, but maybe that means we have more focus on your specific yeah. problems or stuff like that. And then the third thing was um, uh, have like a lot of, we have a, apparently we have a lot of good content in our knowledge base, but it's on the subdomain right now. And Johnny also suggested that we move some of that content to the main website, which is a a low hanging fruit, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, the, I want to I want to look at that a little bit uh, a little bit more during this upcoming week because I'm it it just stuck out again when you said that this topic uh, had was was well represented in in talks mm. this this year. Just it feels like I don't know it completely the right way to put this but that it's it's just interesting that that seo it continues to evolve um and it all it just always comes back up as being so so important um and that like there's just been so many phases of it where it was super easy to hack in the early days um and then there was all this black hat stuff that you know then google started figuring out and um and those are an entirely different you know best all these different best practices approaches to seo 
And it feels like now, I don't know, anyway, I'm still like formulating my thoughts on this, but, um, and I'm by no means an SEO expert um, at all. Um, and it feels like this is something that I need to kind of uh, dig back into, get back up to get, I feel at least a little bit up to date on um, mm. what are, what are the table stakes things that, that you need to be doing from day one? Because it does take a, it takes a long time to, to see the compounding effects yeah, of it. Like yeah. you get, you got to start it a year and you got to start the the strategy and the work a year in advance. Um, you can't just like, you know, pay for a bunch of backlinks and like garbage like that. Um, and, and expect to start seeing results soon. So, uh okay interesting man um any anything uh anything else from from microcomp europe um one interesting thing or observation was that for the first time ever microconf europe talks were recorded um so i think they're going online in a couple weeks and i guess like uh you'll be you'd be you'll be able to to buy like at the, with all for the $99 yeah something thing. like that yep. or maybe previous attendees get it for free i don't i don't know what the deal there is but mm-hmm. i get, it feels a little bit like microconf europe is growing up and becoming an equal uh next to dus editions because yeah. that like that wasn't a thing previously yeah. um nice observation there also was a was a professional photographer around this time so i feel like they're putting more effort into great into marketing this as well in the future. Yeah. Uh, well, I've, I've, uh, I've bought my, yeah. I've got my ticket uh, for, for microconf uh, growth edition in the U S. Oh, nice. So yeah, I, um, I got one too. <laughs> oh, nice man. Oh yeah. So, well, so you bought, you bought yours. You're, are you now a hundred percent set on getting your plane ticket? Are you coming? Or are you just holding your ticket for now? I'm just holding my ticket for now, cool. but I, I, <laughs> I think back? I, I'd be super grumpy if it doesn't work out, uh, okay. but I still have to, well, make, talk about all of this with, with a girlfriend and make yeah. plans and yep. figure out how to get there, how to get back, if we add a vacation or not, if I'm going alone, if she's coming. So there's yeah. Legit, just there's logistics. A, yeah. yeah. A couple of open questions, but I really mm-hmm. want to go. Yeah. So hopefully see you there. Yeah. Yeah, hope so. It's it, it's so funny. I had a uh actually had a two two nights ago. I had a nightmare that um it's so it's so funny. It's like going back to like the middle school or high school style of nightmare because it was that I was supposed to be giving a talk and at at microconf and like with 10 minutes to go, I realized that I didn't have my slides ready. And, and like, I I mean, and I don't, I don't remember my dreams very often. Like, um, my, my wife and I talk about this pretty regularly that I don't, I don't remember my dreams, uh, very, very much. And this one is so vivid and just burned into my brain of like, just feeling myself sitting there and just like going through, you know, just tab after tab after tab in my browser um and just like panicking 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 <laughs> um it was and it was so funny to wake up and realize wow of all the things to have a nightmare about um was anyway. that be- was that before or after you submitted a uh a talk proposal <laughs> for microphone yeah after um after okay yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. That so, explains a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I did I, I did submit one idea and I'm gonna like noodle around on a couple on a couple of other ones. But uh but goodness, I don't know that <laughs> having that having that nightmare is like um I don't know, that's just that was pretty funny. It's pretty funny, man. Interesting. What what what's the topic that you proposed? Uh the, so the one I proposed is um it's i mean the the working title of it is the uh the size of the observable economy which is like a play on the size of the observable universe and it's just something that i've been thinking about recently like especially like hearing other folks talk like in indie like maker circles bootstrapping circles um you know that i feel like sometimes we get a little bit too attached to like our local perception of how big markets are how big the economy is And it makes me think about like, you know how impossible it is for us to imagine just the distance from the earth to the moon or from the earth to the sun, let alone the size of the solar system, let alone the size of the galaxy, just our galaxy, let alone the size of the observable universe. We literally cannot conceive of it. Sometimes it feels like in bootstrapping circles, just just trying to get to 10,000 MRR, 20,000 MRR. Um, and just that, that our inability to conceive of how large some opportunities are, it reminds me of, of that inability. And mm. what, what put it into really sharp relief for me is I'm, so I'm doing, uh, I've got a consulting uh, contract where I'm doing some customer interviews for a client and they're like, my client's customers are who I'm interviewing uh, for them. I'm talking to so I'm interviewing this 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 woman um and just kind of talking through some like struggles that she's having and you know some some things like that and at some point in the conversation she says uh you know for me to really take a look at this it would it would need to be pretty inexpensive I mean it it would need to be pretty cheap and so I say okay so what what what's that mean for you she's like um I don't know like a thousand a month. <laughs> and um and it's like okay yeah cool i mean because that is that is the context that 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 she's working in and uh and another one of the another one of the customers that i interviewed is working at this company that none of us have ever heard of they're not the hot thing on twitter they're not on you know TechCrunch or anything um and they are they are one of many um online learning solutions Mm-hmm. And they did, and they did three million last month. Last month, nice. And um, and granted, they do have they do have some backing, and so that's not to say that they're profitable or whatever. But like, they are one of many in this type of solution, and it just it feels it feels like this is something that um that's important for bootstrappers to internalize and remember is like if you come up with a particular idea. And one of your friends or somebody says, oh, yeah, like I can think of three that are already doing that. That is actually a good sign um, or it's a better sign than bad. You definitely need to figure out how you're going to position, how you're going to differentiate, who you're going to focus on, who you're going to target, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the fact that there are competitors is good. It means that you're existing in at least a solar system and mm. not a tiny village. Um, yeah. And the solar system is huge. So anyway, um, wow, just kind of like rambled on on that anyway. That, so there's my abstract, uh, Benedict. Um, and uh, 
I just, I think there's like, there could be some fun, like back and forth parallels between like visuals of how freaking big the universe yeah. is, how freaking yeah. big the economy <laughs> is. And when we're just like sitting at our desk, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're just like, st- we're just like staring at this little anthill. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I also, I, I also feel like um, just some, I feel like sometimes we forget that there's more outside the bubble that we are in, like mm-hmm. that microconf tiny small companies bubble and like i like the example with like anything below a thousand dollars is cheap (laughs) yes yeah like if you ask that question like if you ask what's cheap uh to any uh i I think to most of the people in in our circles these Mm -hmm. days it will be a significantly lower number that comes up what, what, like, what, 19, 29 a month? Like, is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. like, that's that's not... I think also, it, I would love it... One thing that I am certain that our, like, indie, like, bootstrapping circle is... Circles are missing is that 100% of us are doing software. And, like, just... It would be so beneficial to have people who are just running a brick-and-mortar store, um, you know, kind of chiming in from time to time like i've been thinking i mean my my, i mean the the dad the the business that my mom and dad ran from like tiny little paris texas um i mean they were like it was a 100k mrr business you know and it was different it's service like uh like um as opposed to you know software as a service that has super you know high margins they 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 had lower margins but just the idea that this tiny little you know business in a small town was doing those sorts of numbers and supporting, you know, a family and then some employees. Like millions of people are already doing that all the time. And it just feels like from time to time you'll just see these questions come up of like, you know, is is there room for is there room for more uh, you know, tech companies and room for more software companies? And like, yes, there will be tens of millions that are that have not yet been created yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's not it's not going to be run just by these. Yeah. Handfuls. Yeah. Any, anyway, I don't like I can I can back off of that for a little bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting. Um, also, one thing that 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 came up in in one discussion. Um, and I'm I, I with you, those we're guilty of that as well. But like, I feel like a lot of SaaS companies these days are SaaS companies for SaaS companies. So it's always delightful oh, when I yeah. talk to someone who's running a SaaS for someone else like mm-hmm. not within the circle because otherwise it feels like we're basically shuffling money around in the community but like not growing at all like just just building tools for other tools and being like this uh somewhat self-sustaining ecosystem that would be that would be not good at all i guess so well yeah, it's really I exciting guess- that there are people out there that figure out how to do this for other industries. Like this particular guy ran a, a, um, basically an ordering system for restaurants where Mm -hmm. they could like manage the menu and then walk around and take orders and do payment via that system. I think it's important to have those players as well. (laughs) Yeah. I'm with you. Like my, I like a little pet project. Um, that had kind of been bubbling around in my head for a while. It's like, man, I want to, I, I want to create a software company where my clients are fly fishing shops. Have I talked about that on this show or bright and earlier? Um, 
and uh, like did a little bit of research into it. So I was like, man, it'd be so great. Like my customers wouldn't be other software companies. It'd be like these little fly shops that are, you know, running guides and getting people out into nature. And um, yeah, but man, there was just nothing there, at least not right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like very like the the benefit of of creating software or creating SaaS for other SaaS companies is they know how to use and buy software. Um, and, uh, many of the, many of the folks I talked to were a little bit more set in their ways, let's say. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on the, the idea of finding a, a non, a non-software, uh, target market is, is pretty fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but it's fascinating. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Well, I guess, so I, uh, one thing I can, I'll say real quick real quick here is even though even though i did have the basically took a you know a week off um beforehand i had uh done some you know i could call it some shaping work um to to share with the the developer that's helping me build out this prototype um and there was a little bit of progress not as much as i would have liked it's definitely kind of pulling me towards the sense of all right. It it definitely is getting to the stage where um like getting from zero to seventy percent, like this was the smart thing to do, outsource this, like get some foundations in place, and now like Brian, you need to dig in there and become the primary developer. It's it's feeling like it is at that point um mm-hmm. where I'm getting ready to start seeing diminishing returns on outsourcing. Um and the at this point the more that i outsource the more that i need to learn you know at some point in the future yeah and so i'm definitely like getting that vibe getting that feel um it also feels it it, it does feel like the the picture is coming very clear into all right what remains to be done um doesn't need to have perfect onboarding just needs to have good enough onboarding doesn't need to have um you know perfect um customization of of the questions needs to have good enough customization yeah and so um i need to i'm I'm actually very late on sending my email to my mastermind group fellas um because we did a six-week cycle we took two weeks off and now we had agreed that (laughs) actually tomorrow would be the beginning of our next cycle um and i totally dropped the ball on uh on on getting that spun back up but where that connects in is that i'm i'm wanting to say Okay, my my goal for this next six weeks is to you know get to the end of it with you know five hundred dollars MRR or two hundred or even one. I haven't decided what the number is yet, but like that that needs to be the goal. Is it needs to be generating revenue so that I can nice. then look and say, okay, cool, it is. Or yikes, nothing. Maybe maybe it's I've got something wrong here and I need to kill it and move on or adjust my adjust some assumptions. Um, so that's where that's where I met on I met on all that. That's cool. Um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I think you mentioned it um, last week that there's not that much missing anymore. So should yeah. should be able to make it. Yeah. Did you all? I mean, yeah, you took most of the week off, so you probably didn't talk to potential customers. No. No, no, I, I tried to. I mean, I I did like a little. I did you know some emailing and even like a little bit of you know. Um, outlining some stuff in my notebook while I was while I was in Santa Fe, but you know, definitely tried to to stay offline as as much as as much as possible. So just like little little spurts, just to make sure that everything was cool. Um, yeah, didn't didn't dig in 
a whole whole ton. Good, good. That's yeah. important. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm feeling like here's let's see. Is there anything else? Do we have anything else in your notes that that you wanted to that you wanted to be sure we talked about? No, not necessarily. Um, okay. Again, okay. Microconf Europe was great. Cool. Uh, I wouldn't mind if they go back to Croatia next year again. <laughs> um, but of course, seeing a new place would be nice as well. Yeah. As long as yeah. as long as it's not Berlin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. You're like been there, done that. Yeah, I've been there. <laughs> I prefer some new place. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, so I wanted to I wanted to ask ask you um because as i'm start as i'm thinking about okay i got my my goal is to really get this thing generating some generating some revenue how are how are you feeling about user lists growth and traction and what's what can you just give us an an update on on where that all stands like what's the status there um so we had a we had a nice spike in revenue around the launch uh-huh. And I'm not entirely sure, like, as I said, like, I, on, all of the tries started on launch day didn't ultimately convert. Yep. Like, during that time, there was a lot of, I don't know, positive buzz around it or whatever. So that where when we peaked revenue, since then it has declined a little bit, mostly yep. because one of the largest customers we had um, canceled their account. Mm-hmm. Um, they, had, they had, at this stage, like, three or four different email email tools and one of them had to go, so it was us. Okay. Okay. Why uh, did you, did you dig in? Like, why why specifically did they did they cancel? And was it a can? Well, yeah. So. Yeah, um, I think they canceled because they were using Intercom for chat and support. Mm-hmm. And of course, they could, could do like the stuff we do with that as well. So it made sense to just move the emails over and use this one tool for everything. Mm-hmm. especially like when they're getting enough value out of intercom the price is probably worth it but doesn't when hurt. you just use like a tiny bit of it like a tiny section like the automated messaging then it's probably a little bit overkill mm-hmm. but for them it worked out and um while it's a bit sad um i think there's not not much to argue about there and um, since uh, we plateaued a little bit, so um, it's it's not not growing that much. Um, last week we had someone upgrade, so we again have a customer on that larger plan. <laughs> nice expansion revenue. <laughs> expansion best, revenue. Best that's uh, that's that's a nice thing, and I hope they stay stay on for a while. <laughs> um, but it feels like we don't have a. We don't have a good marketing channel figured out yet. Okay. And this was one of the things we wanted to get out of MicroConf Europe, like just ideas on, on what to focus on next. Mm-hmm. And as I said, SEO is one of those things we're going to try, do those low hanging fruit activities that will probably not move the needle in the, in the short term, but hopefully over the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. And then we're, Probably looking at some uh, paid advertising opportunities. Um, uh, as you remembered in the office hours a week ago, the Captera thing came up, like advertising on Captera. Um, that's something we will consider, I think. And during conversations at um, 
at microconf i think alex humor chef of jitbit suggested we should try try reddit ads as well um, interesting so we are yeah we're basically looking at these right now not sure that okay. we're actually going to do them <clears throat> because like it's not like we have a lot of money in the bank but it sounds like those are two two opportunities that aren't that complicated to pull off yeah yeah do you are so are, are y'all doing any direct sales outreach that sort of thing right now is that another channel that that you're thinking through we are not doing any cold cold outreach right now um cold emailing or something mm-hmm. like that but it's something on our radar as well um and I, I, I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago but then ultimately didn't do it so Mm-hmm. Right, maybe it's something we should just start doing. Oh yeah, and, I'm not uh, send out those emails. Yeah, I wasn't might be, suggesting might be to, to do it. I was just yeah. curious if like that's that's another thing I've I've often wondered about, and I and I don't have the answer to it. Don't know is like what percentage of very early stage uh, startups find the majority of their first you know 100 customers through plain old. <laughs> direct sales and outreach as opposed to um you know uh marketing and uh and, and seo and i know you, you y'all y'all did y'all did a lot of work based off of april dunford's book in terms of positioning and she i mean talks very specifically about like making sure that your positioning is loose early like it is a very dynamic and moving thing is that something that has come up in y'all's conversations as well like what what you learned in your initial approach to positioning and what you're seeing the market say now, and are there bits of it to be re, uh, revisited or is that TBD? Uh, I think that's mostly TBD. We are, we did talk a little bit about like changing the, the H1 on our website, but like, mm-hmm. I think that's micro optimizations. I, I don't think that yeah. any, any of those will move the needle in a, in a big way. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, like uh, it turns out uh, that blog post Jane wrote about our uh, um, yes, three yep. book and applying it to our business. It's the most popular blog post on our website. <laughs> I think it's the most popular blog post Jane ever wrote, and it got even called out from stage at Microsoft Europe. Um, so <laughs> at least yeah. we did something right with this. <laughs> well, I mean that's that that's just one of those another interesting thing though is like somebody. <laughs> Somebody who's going to read is reading that article is probably working on a software product and probably needs a tool like yeah yeah like user list. So I mean that's that's I don't know those those, those things are interesting when you just uh, and write about plan for that like yeah right. I think if I remember correctly, Jane just took a bunch of notes and at some point it was the document was so good that. Turning this deserves, this needs post, to be a post. Yeah, wasn't I think was the least amount of work done. Uh, like just adding some an intro and an outro and yeah. some fillings in between, and re, and she yeah. had a really good blog post that apparently resonated with people. Yeah, no, definitely. So you, you never know. Like you well, can plan for that, but uh, and it yeah. doesn't work out. And yeah, shameless, uh, shameless plug for my other podcast. Uh, I I interviewed April Dunford yesterday. Nice. Um, and so uh, it won't it won't be going out next week. It'll go out the following week. So anybody listening here, um, <laughs> keep your keep your eye out for for that on bright and early. 
What else? What else, Benedict? Um, one thing it was nice uh, to meet some of the tiny seed um, companies, the tiny seedlings, like I like what I like is what I like to call them, <laughs> <laughs> and especially uh, uh, Peter and Matt from Out of Beta. Yeah, um, yeah, it was nice meeting them. Uh, had a lot of fun with them. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm I'm loving their loving their podcast. Yeah, did you already have a chance to to listen to to the recent recording? I'm, I'm actually I'm halfway through the the yeah, one nice. they recorded uh, at um, at MicroConf Europe. But there was there was actually something in the previous uh, in last week's that Matt was talking about in terms of getting um, getting SimSAS ready to launch, and he was talking about the feeling of like, well, I, he was saying I, I'm at least to the point where I'm not adding any more features. But I need to have a better, like, better onboarding and like better, just like other, other, um, other pieces of of an of the whole product. I mean, it's not just the the feature set and the software. The whole product is customer experience, et cetera, et cetera. Totally, totally agree. And it it resonate. It, it like made me remember back to something that Ryan Singer said um, when I was talking to him about shape up and the idea of like when you're doing something brand new. It's much more like the sense of putting, you know, tent poles up, you know, all around the place. And so that the fabric has something to let lie across. Um, no, no piece of it is completely done. But like, mm. you know, all of these things need to at least be, uh, it, it needs at least need to be held up somewhere. Um, and that, I, I yeah, I, I appreciated that aspect of it. Um and just yeah, just a reminder that don't. I think it's probably a waste of time, or at least like suboptimal, to try to get any one thing polished mm. and perfect before. Like you need to you need to launch with everything being imperfect, but everything being good enough. Yeah, I think the the, the part that people tend to forget but get about MVP, the minimum viable product, is the viable part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So everything has to at least be up, upright and, and, and standing. It had, doesn't have to be perfect, but like mm-hmm. you can't miss a critical piece of it. And I think that's yeah. an important, important thing to keep in mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I want to I keep talking about that next. We should, we should probably, we can put a bow on this one maybe. Um, I kind of want to sure. come back to that. That makes, the, because like that, that brings to mind for me, the idea in in art of a gesture drawing um and we should like link to a google images search or you can just like search for gesture drawing and the idea is like it is it is very very rudimentary but you can immediately tell that's well that's a drawing of a that's going to be a person that's going to be a horse that's going to be something and like a hundred all of the parts um are unfinished and you build up on top of that as opposed to like getting this perfect outline of a person and then shading the leg just right like nope you work the entire thing uh you work over the entire thing throughout um okay i could i I may should i should maybe write a blog post on that Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a good analogy okay so what what do we what do we want to um what do we want to have done or like ready to report this time next week what are you feeling like um good question 
Hmm. I don't really know. Um, I don't really want to commit to anything today. For one, I don't, I don't feel like working right now <laughs> at all. And um, we also um, started an internal discussion that I'll probably talk about uh, in a couple of weeks. Um, but we have to have some internal things to figure out. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel like uh, not making much progress on software, but like more on the company structure and things. Got so, it. Okay. Um, yeah. Well. Well, that's a teaser, I guess. We'll look, yeah, that's a good teaser. <laughs> I will look forward to hearing more when y'all are ready to start uh, start sharing that out. Cool. Yeah. I think for for me, I want to really. I've I said I've I've said like my goal is I want to get this prototype into a like a loomable state in the sense mm-hmm. of like it's ready for me to record a loom of the you know demo, um, and to truly like have that have that done and. Um, man, I would, I would like to be able to say that I would have had conversations with like five to 10 potential customers, but I guess the only the part that I can control is I will have done that and shared it with 10 to 15, uh, potential customers. Like that's the part I control can control. Hopefully some percentage of those will, will take me up on it and, and hop on the phone. So cool. that's what I want to, that's what I want to commit to. And that's where I'll be ready to update. Looking so, forward to that. <laughs> yeah, call call me out. Call me out if I don't. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Okay. Should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Show notes at slowandsteadypodcast.com. Yeah, and follow us on Twitter, slowsteadypod. And we we never ask for for reviews and ratings in in iTunes and wherever, right? So yeah, yeah, we should we probably never... start that. Yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. If, if y'all are liking it, give us a review. <laughs> yeah we'd appreciate it but, yeah. <laughs> but more more importantly just reach out on on twitter and let us know what you think uh, it means yeah. a lot yeah it's helpful yeah. okay then see you okay. next week see you next week <laughs>